Just like last week, I'm still out lecturing on volitional science, but I'll be back next week and we'll resume just where we left off. I know it's a little frustrating. We went through the entire derivation of absolute rightness in the physical sciences. And just before starting on how to apply that to human action, I have to leave. It's kind of like reading a mystery book and the detective says, I can now reveal the identity of the person who stabbed Miss Wells. It's... And you turn the page only to find that the last page is missing. But again, I'll be back in a few days and we'll pick up our topic then. But today, I have a short story to share with you. First, what do we know about Aristotle? Well, Aristotle was a Greek philosopher and a scholar who lived from 384 to 322 BCE. And he was the writer of around mm, 200 or so books on various subjects such as geology, rhetoric, aesthetics, music, zoology, biology, economics, politics, meteorology, aesthetics, poetry, metaphysics, psychology, and even physics. But of course, what Aristotle is most known for is logic. Aristotle's the father of modern logical theory. And, as we've covered in this podcast a number of times, the subject of logic is vital to the method of determining absolute rightness. Now, the Greeks were great thinkers. You can just imagine Aristotle in his garden annex, wearing the white robes of a scholar, because that's how you could tell he was a scholar, and not a farmer, a hunter, or stonemason, by their clothing. And Aristotle is there, pacing up and down, with his record keeper following in his shadow, quill at the ready. And Aristotle is pondering the inner workings of the universe, when suddenly he stops with his finger in the air and he says, I've got it! Heavy object... Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy objects will fall faster than light objects. And Aristotle's personal record keeper would hastily scrawl Aristotle's generalization down on papyrus for historical posterity and send it out for all the world to see. And there it was, boom, with a bolt of lightning and a clap of thunder, a natural law was born that would retard human progress for 2,000 years. Because do heavy objects fall faster than light objects? No, they don't. Now, do you think that Aristotle wanted to be so epically wrong? No, of course not. Well, do you think that Aristotle was careless or callous? Perhaps he knew it was wrong and just didn't care. No, I'm, no. Okay. So how is it that a brilliant mind such as Aristotle's, was, that, was Aristotle stupid? Can we seriously sit here 2,500 years later and say that Aristotle was unintelligent? The father of logical theory. No, I think not. So how is it that a brilliant mind such as Aristotle's could have made such a blunder? How is that possible? All right, look, I'm not here to disparage Aristotle, certainly not. I can only hope to achieve one one-hundredth of what Aristotle achieved. And I have all the modern conveniences, okay? The answer is simple. I have mentioned ad nauseum that the scientific method was honed over many, many years, and that it wasn't until Newton's work that the scientific method as we know it today was perfected. But Aristotle was 2,000 years before that time. He didn't have the finished version that gave us all of our successes. The rudimentary version that Aristotle was using was missing two vital parts, the first and last steps. He never tested it for truth. 
In other words, how did Aristotle not know that heavy objects and light objects fall at the same rate? He never tried it. The father of modern logical theory never tested for truth, which goes to show that logic, testing for validity, is not enough. Validity on its own will not make an idea right. And that's exactly what we saw last week with the premises and the conclusion built around the hypothesis of serotonin and depression. When we assumed the premises were true, the logic was valid. But it wasn't until we checked the premises for truth that the whole hypothesis turned out incorrect. Well, the same thing could be said for truth, right? We know this already. Truth alone without validity is not enough either. I mean, if I were to say a cat is an animal and a dog is an animal, therefore a dog is a cat. Well, that wouldn't be right because though both premises are true, the logic is unsound. So once again, the test for absolute rightness is that which is simultaneously true and valid. One or the other is not enough. All right, short and sweet today, and no mind over murder. I simply didn't have the time to get it done. But as I said, I'll be back next week, and we will continue on the path. Now, if you're not signed up for my Substack, go on over to therationalapprentice.substack.com to sign up for free right now. And if you know anyone who you think would appreciate the work we do here, please share it with them. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.